think Erky is going to shout, Tez, duck. Wait, you need to say that. What the f*** was Erky's voice? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> it was a gnome voice. It's your gnome voice. Tez, duck. Live from the Mundangerous Dragons Mall in New York City, I'm your host, Shane. And I'm your host, Yishin. And welcome to Actual Play Episode 7 of Total Party Thrill, a podcast for game masters and players where we discuss our campaigns in order to inspire yours. In this episode, we're continuing our playthrough of the 5th edition adventure, Sunless Citadel. Eberron is a sorrowful place. Where the five great nations on the continents of Corvair fought a hundred-year war for the throne of Galifar, and only recently settled for peace after a mysterious magical calamity called the Day of Mourning. Eberron is a wondrous place where magic is studied and industrialized, and living constructs called Warforged rub shoulders with elves, dwarves, and changelings on elementally powered airships and lightning trains. Eberron is a mysterious place where powerful magical tattoos called dragon marks shape the fate of their bearers and the secrets of ancient empires and evils lie buried just below the surface. Of course, dear listener, you don't need to know any of that to follow the adventures of our hero, Tez Proudgale. He's just a rogue archaeology student unearthing secrets in the hinterlands of southern Breland, close to the borders of the gnome nation Zilargo and the goblin nation Dargoon. Though if you do want to learn more about Eberron, check out Total Party Thrill episode 33 for our full overview of the Eberron campaign setting. Tez Proudgale, mm, well, he just tried to come at the king and he missed. Mm. Are we calling dragons kings now? <laughs> I mean, of the people currently in this room. Okay, well, I can't wait to take that crown. You finally encountered the white dragon wormling, Kalsrix, uh, who seems pretty grumpy, and you don't like her very much. She doesn't like Meepo very much. No, and she's attempting to amass uh, her little baby beginner horde mm-hmm. in uh, in a random room in the goblin warrens of this uh, sunless citadel. That's right, baby's first horde. Uh, it was a trophy room. Uh, the trophies are not particularly uh, impressive, rats' heads and things like that. Although, I mean, Tez is a is a very good rat killer, so may- maybe maybe he has some respect for the for the craft. I think Meepo's the ma- the rat killer. That's right. He's more like MVPO <laughs> at this point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So it is a semicircular room. There's an overturned heavy wooden table and Kalsrix is behind it, although her head uh, is above it. And that's where, where you were having a parlay uh, until Tess decided, you know what? Screw this. Let's uh, press the advantage. He hid quickly while she was distracted by shiny baubles and then took a swing right at her. But unfortunately, the tip of his rapier barely just glanced right off her hard scales. And that's where we stand. 
I want to be clear here that Tez has no way to leave. She isn't going to let him leave, so he has to fight. Oh, you're he, not wrong. <laughs> he didn't want this. <laughs> he didn't want any of this. Um, I do think it's probably a good time to go over the instant death rolls in 5e. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's at like medium to higher levels, it's pretty hard to die immediately, but at lower levels, it can definitely be done. So if you drop to zero, you have to look at the leftover damage from a single packet of damage. And if that equals or exceeds your maximum hit points, you die immediately. Mm-hmm. So if you're at full, you need to take like twice your maximum hit points in one blow in order to die. If you're low, then you may only need to take like slightly more than your maximum hit points. And if you're Meepo, you only need to take 14. Yeah, that's not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's uh, see how this plays out. We didn't talk about what happens if uh, Tez dies, but I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Mm-hmm. You got your surprise round because uh, you took a swing at Calstrix. Let's roll initiative. All right, so Tez has a 16. Meepo has a 8. Oh, boy. Uh, Erky has a 5. Wow. This is... I mean, it's not a good day for all of you because you're in a tiny room with an angry dragon. Mm -hmm. Um, But the dice seem to like you. Also, dragons have garbage initiative. Calstrix got a 4. Ooh, interesting. So... All of you are going first, so... Love that for us. Tez, Meepo, and then Erky. Okay. Meepo and Erky are both in opposite corners of the room, and uh, Tez is engaged in melee. I think Erky is going to shout, Tez, duck! And at that, (laughs) uh, Tez will duck and hide uh, right behind the other side of that table again. Uh, and ready himself for whatever Erky is about to do. That's my cutting action. And then I will I will ready my action to attack. Um, I, I guess Tez doesn't know what he's waiting for, <laughs> but I do. Uh, as soon as Erky casts Bless on him, he's going to uh, attack Calstrix. So you duck and ready. Erky cast Bless. Uh, he should be able to hit all three of you. Uh, well, actually, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna have the same thing because Meepo goes before Erky, so oh, right. Meepo will do the same thing uh, of of just ready to strike with his uh, sling, <laughs> his 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 <laughs> magic brain busting sling. You don't know. Maybe uh, Calstrix is uh, vulnerable to bludgeoning damage. It's possible. <laughs> this this kid's got to switch out Green Flame Blade. That was a pipe dream that's never gonna happen. <laughs> Maybe this is when he rushes up uh, um, for a dash into melee. A thrilling moment yeah. of heroics. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right. So Meepo also readies Erky Cast Plus. All right. So now it's time, huh? Um, does he do anything else on his turn? I don't think he can. He could. I mean, he could leave, basically. So if you look at the room, uh, I'm. Uh, he's in the corner closest to the, the door. Mm-hmm. Um, the door that you entered. Meepo's in that other corner, and then you are um, up on the north side. However, remember that you did pass a door that you put a bell on in that hallway that you think there are probably goblins inside who have right. not yet been alerted. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think maybe Erky should slip into the hallway at least, so he can use like the door as cover, right? Right. Okay. So he can kind of get out of the line of fire because he's. I mean, let's be honest he's he's not going to be super useful if he's close to Kelsrix. So <laughs> he he recognizes this about himself. Erky seems like a self-aware <laughs> little gnome. <laughs> All right, he uh, backpedals and uh, ducks into cover. And now the brave and heroic <laughs> ready to actions go off. Tez Proud Gale. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's the rapier. Oh, my God. Oh, I get to roll the D4, though. Let's see how this goes. It's true. Okay. It's All right. I got a four on the D4. This might okay. actually be doable. Uh, Ten plus five is 15. That's what you got last time with the rapier. Oh my god, really? Yeah. <laughs> Man. Look, uh, Erky, Erky did his part. Yeah, uh, okay, alright. Well, uh, I'm still within five feet of it, so I get pack tactics, don't I? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Meepo does, definitely. For Meepo? Yeah, okay. We'll try Meepo now. Meepo sling. Uh, okay, this is, I think, better. 14, including the, the bless. A blessed 14, if you will. So, 18. Meepo with first blood on the dragon. I mean, they have beef, so... Right, right. Probably not the first I time. Keep this, I gotta keep this D4. It's rolling really well for <laughs> me here. Uh, it's four damage uh, from the, the Brain Buster sling. Oh, right in the cheek. And four seems to... Four seems to hurt. I mean, you know... I don't think Tez has been in a fight with a dragon before, but... Four is not nothing damage. On Absolutely this not. Tez has never seen a dragon before. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> are, are you kidding? He's never been on an expedition to Zendrick, much less like there's no dragons in Corvair. Are you kidding? <laughs> He's seen pictures of dragons. He's well read on dragons. He speaks Draconic. He's a weeb for dragons, isn't he? Um, oh, wow. Totally is. That's your fault. You came up. No, he doesn't worship dragons. I mean, Meepo's the weeb for dragons. Let's be honest. He might be getting over that. (laughs) It's his first trip to Tokyo, and he is no longer enamored. Yeah. (laughs) On your first trip to Tokyo, the the gamer girl you love tries to eat you. um... (laughs) I mean, we've all been there. Right. (laughs) All right. That makes it Calstrix's turn. You know what she's going to do. Yeah. Yeah. She inhales, and she breathes right in your face. This is a constitution saving throw. Um, the the party, your tiny little party of mostly little folk, is lucky because as a baby little wormling, her breath weapon doesn't have a very big range. So she's actually only going to catch you in it because she okay. isn't going to reposition because that could give you an opportunity to attack. All right, so con save. Well, I have the best, best con in the party. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I rolled a 9 and a 3, that's a 12, and I have a plus 1. Does 13 make it? Guess what? It does. Okay, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Useless to hit, great to save. (laughs) However... So half damage can't kill me. (laughs) Well, she's still doing 5d8, so let's see how that goes. Oh my God, half damage can't kill me. 21 cold damage as a blast of icy hail... Uh shoots out of her mouth it hits you flat uh, smack in the face so 21 halves so 10 
cold damage. Oh. <laughs> okay, God. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm at one. <laughs> okay. I was like, man, 21 cold damage. That drops me to negative 10. <laughs> Jeez. Thank God for rounding rules, huh? One hit point. Seriously. Um, And that's it, because as a wormling, she doesn't get any legendaries or anything like that. She's a little surprised you're not dead, though, because... If you think about it, the only people she's encountered so far have been kobolds and goblins. Yeah, I, that tracks. Um, oh, boy. All right, so it's back to you. Erky. <laughs> Erky. I need some help, bud. He pokes his head quickly around the corner, assesses the situation, and grimaces. <laughs> Meepo, has she ever done that before? Oh, mm, all the time. Meepo stays very far away. Tess should stay very far away. Thanks for the tip. I mean, I think that's actually pretty good advice. Like, I think I'm just gonna... Like, I think I'm gonna swing my rapier at her and then and walk away. And bug out. Right? Like, just disengage. Yeah, mm -hmm. and start, start moving away. So let me go ahead and do that. I guess it's not really swinging a rapier as much as... Good lord. I rolled a five and a four, so that's a nine. Plus five is 14, so we know that's a waste of time. Cool. All right. Uh, and I will use my cunning action to disengage, and I will I will start moving out of... I will move actually towards that corner that Erky was in. Okay. Right? So I'm, the I'm door just trying came to in. Keep, yeah, keep us spread out around her. And uh, I will think very long and hard about pulling out my short bow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I think that would be Meepo's turn next. Mm -hmm. um, Who's now the only one in the actual room with the dragon. However, remember, she is... Uh, oh, no, no, no. I, sorry, sorry. So Tez is still in the room. He's just okay. moving into the corner. So he's in that opposite corner from... Right, um, okay. Yeah. Near the door, but not through the door. Right, exactly. Okay. Uh, now, she's behind this overturned table. So adjacent to her, and it's not a problem to hit her uh, in the head and neck. But if you're taking shots at her from a distance, she's got cover. Okay. Um, so that is... Uh, disadvantage, or is that... Uh, no, just a plus two to AC. Okay, well, I also don't... Uh, uh, Meepo doesn't have pack tactics right now. Right now, either, yeah. So. Um, but that's fine. He can just roll it straight. He's still got the uh, sling of death. And it is a sling of death, my friend. <laughs> that's a crit and a four on the... 20, on the <laughs> so that's a 28. <laughs> a rage grows in Meepo as he sees yeah. Tez <laughs> clinging to life. Meepo's, Meepo's never tasted blood like this before. <laughs> uh, four and a two is six, plus two is eight damage. Eight is <laughs> very good. If you truly love a dragon, you must destroy it. That's, <laughs> that's what Meepo's learning. Now, remember, you have been tasked by Eustrail to bring the dragon back alive, which is not something that you can do hitting it with ranged attacks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh painfully aware of that fact <laughs> <laughs> um, this one clocks her like right in an eye um, and, and sort of like whips her uh, snake like head back um, she sort of shakes it to get the stars out of her eyes and looks extraordinarily angry at Meepo and then uh, I think Erky will rush in to the room Put his uh, put his hands on Tez, mutter a quick incantation and prayer, and heal him for uh, one of his um, cure wound spells, please. 
Erky mutters a little prayer to Onatar, the god of the forge, uh, to <laughs> heal this contraption, to put it back into working order. Seven, seven hit points. So uh, that was uh, a three and a two plus two. Good job, Erky. Uh, and then he will duck back into the hallway. Uh, he doesn't doesn't need to be more exposed. Calcerx is upset, but let's see what happens to that breath weapon. Does not recharge. Thank goodness. Although, I mean, you'll know when it recharges. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So all eyes right now are on Meepo, uh, who has just smacked her right in the face. And there's even a little bit of blood trickling uh, beneath her eye. She is very upset. And her... Her wings flare out, uh, and then an updraft of icy air seems to catch under them, and she lifts up into the air, and then gracefully uh, alights on the other side of that table without even touching it, and then rushes him, just right at him. Uh, and she opens uh, her mouth. Her uh, teeth are like literally daggers, but many of them, and she tries to clump down right in his head. Ooh, and that is gonna be a 22 AC on Meepo. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Hey, buddy. Wow. Eight damage. Eight piercing damage. <sighs> and two cold damage. Uh, so that's nine total. Mm-hmm. So the eight uh, puts him ten, at zero. Uh, well, whatever. <laughs> it puts him at zero. Okay. Yeah, it's all one packet. One attack, right? Right. So, he has what? Yeah. Seven hit points. He has seven hit points. All right. Yep. That that takes him down. Um. So she chomps on him. He goes down. Um. She drops him out of uh, her mouth, and she seems to be wondering, like, do I eat him now, or do I take care of the other ones? It's like. Again, this is a strange situation for her where people have survived multiple rounds. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, all right, so she's in the opposite corner from you guys. She's done, and it's back to Tez. I don't think fighting over Meepo's body does us any good, <laughs> but I also just watched my my boon companion Meepo <laughs> get unceremoniously crunched in a, some razor-sharp jaws. Uh, man, I don't know if Tez is a hero, but I don't think he can just stand there and let that happen either. Um, I feel like Tez is going to rush in with a rapier and dagger and and just see what happens. Wow, the the budding embers of heroism <laughs> yeah, inside him. I, I mean, it's not fun when the archaeology fights back. Um, okay, so <laughs> here she we go. She belongs in a museum. <laughs> Rapier and dagger. All right, go for it. No cover any longer for her. All right, there's a chance I actually hit here. Uh, 15 plus 4 with the rapier and 11 plus 1 is 12. Uh, plus 5 is 17. Both of those hit. Okay, all right, bringing it back. Uh, that's uh, 8 plus 3 damage total is 11. That hurt her a lot. So the first time you tried to attack her, the rapier point glanced off her scales. This time you get it right in between two scales in her shoulder. She rears back because that hurts her probably more than she's ever been hurt before. 
follow it up with a quick uh, punch with the dagger. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's not looking too hot. If you want to live, stand down. I'm threatening a dragon. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to make an intimidation check? Yes, I do. (laughs) Do I get advantage for having just stabbed her real, real good? You do not because she still knows she's a dragon. Yeah. Uh, Well, it's a very, very uh, thoroughly average intimidation check. So a 10 plus 3 is 13. 13 isn't the worst. She doesn't immediately stand down, but she does seem to consider it for a minute. Meepo makes a death save. Seven. He fails. Okay, one failure. Erky's up. If he hits her with a spell, it's possible he kills her. Uh, right, yes. I can't, I can't knock her out with a sacred flame. Right, it needs to be a melee attack. All right, I mean, I have I have one more. Erky has one more spell. I think he has to use it. Yeah, I think he has to use it. I think he has to run up and heal, heal Meepo. Wow. I mean, we always knew Erky was brave. Erky's made of stern stuff. Uh, yeah, so he'll run up and, and heal Meepo then. Runs into uh, melee. With pure wounds. Now it is a scrum. Let's hope that dragon breath doesn't come back online. <laughs> All right. All right, I rolled poorly on the dice. I rolled a four and a one, but that still ends up being full hit points for Meepo. Right. <laughs> back to seven. Erky <laughs> lays on hands. Uh, Meepo takes a sharp inhale of very cold air. His eyes open, and he looks terrified at the situation <laughs> this isn't Meepo, cool fight <laughs> there's a dragon basically straddling him <laughs> but hey all of you are in this corner and that's the end of the round so now at least we're in this corner together mm, you can all die together because actually no. the breath the breath woman does not recharge okay good <laughs> <laughs> which is a shame because you're all clumped up uh, but it does mean that she is going to take a swipe at you guys. Let's see. You just did very mean things to her. Yeah, Erky. You're th- you're the biggest fetch. She's going to take a swipe at you. Uh, ooh, that's only going to be an 11. Yes, that misses. Ha ha. Ha ha. Takes a swipe and misses. And now there's so many of you. Hmm. You know what? She is going to spread her wings again, like rear up on her her hind legs and try anyway to retreat by flying backwards. So if you want to take opportunity attacks, you can. I mean, all of us are in range for an opportunity attack, right? Yeah. I mean, if Erky wants to swing wildly, Meepo will have... Oh, no, wait. Meepo uh, attacks flat. Disadvantage for prone, but he's got pack tactics. Uh, And I have sneak attack potential here. Uh, yes. All right, so rapier first. Which she hasn't seen, so she doesn't know about that. <laughs> she, yeah. <laughs> well, don't worry. It won't, she won't learn about it now. <laughs> uh, that's a 12. Okay, yep. That misses. Uh, Meepo has a plus four. Uh, 16 from Meepo. That is on the nose. That does it. Oh, that's max damage. Four plus two. Six? Six damage. Ooh, wait, um, what, did he, what was he attacking with? Uh, a dagger. Okay. He has a dagger. <laughs> he does have a dagger. 
He um, has it for Green Flame Blade. It's his Green Flame Blade. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this is a Green... Oh, no, this wasn't because... It's no, it's not. Right. It can't be a cantrip, yeah. <laughs> right. A Green Flame Blade doesn't do anything for him anyway. <laughs> so he uh, slashes at uh, her leg as she lifts in the air. Does a Cuts a deep laceration in there. She's still moving, though. Is Erky going to take a swipe? I think Erky's going to take a swipe. I mean, he's he's got like a... I mean, basically a... A, a walking stick, you mm-hmm. know, that is a that he uses like a club. So I, I, there's no reason he wouldn't uh, at least try to support the team, you know. I don't think he's gonna make it. He rolled a twelve plus two is fourteen. Yeah, he yeah. valiantly tries, but I mean, his walking stick can't get through the <laughs> the scales. Yeah, I think it just glances off, right? <laughs> like she just ignores him. All right, and she retreats back to the table and then ducks down below it. So you can't see her anymore. I give her a shout. You can surrender. This doesn't have to be the end of your story. Hmm, give me persuasion. You'll rule over the kobolds eventually anyway, just by virtue of growing. Meepo's not along to everything you're saying, and then when you say that, he looks at you and goes, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's getting wise. Uh, nine plus seven is 16. So, like, this whole room has been, like, vibrating a bit because of, like, there's a dragon in here and she's, you know, growling and and you, you can sort of, like, feel the energy around her and it the hum comes down a little bit. And then you hear her say... One. We'll return you to the kobolds. You will suffer for a time, but within an <laughs> months... They will do your bidding. They will have no cage to hold you, and they will form the basis of your new empire. Uh, you hear like like, like, a, like a train, a lightning rail, stopping at a station, and then a puff of like cold steam rises from behind that table. Uh, and then she says, "Explain what you mean. How will I do this? I will take you in captivity." You will return to the Kobolds uh, in order to meet my obligations. And by virtue of being you, you will grow. And eventually, in time, you will grow far larger and greater in power than they can possibly contain. And they will worship you. And then you will use them to collect your hoard. Hmm. The alternative, of course, is death. Which perhaps you've never been this close, but I have. It's hardly welcoming. Horde. I do want more horde. I will bring this horde with you. I will make sure that the kobolds keep it uh, and honor it for you. You will be kept with your horde. Mm. <laughs> he says, hoping he can carry this mess. <laughs> gonna, gonna have to go like get some goblins to day laborers to help me carry this. Uh, All right, give me one more persuasion. Do I have advantage? (laughs) You do not have advantage. Because I'm so charming. (laughs) It's just a 10. It's a 3 plus 7. Oh, no, no, no. I have blast. You do have blast. Hold on. This whole time I've been more persuasive than I thought. It's a 13. Which means your original one was like a 19, right? Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Here's what happens. The table... explodes (laughs) that checks out (laughs) (laughs) it basically seems to move of its own accord and rushes at all of you 
And you can see obviously what has happened is she's basically used all four legs and kicked it directly at you. So all of you give me a dexterity saving throw. Uh, Bless gives us a d4, d4 on this yep. too, right? Okay. So I'm actually good at dex saves. <laughs> of course I'm good at dex saves. I rolled a 20 and a 1 on my d4, so that's 26. Cool. Uh, Meepo is also as good at deck saves as he's going to get. Right. <laughs> he did not roll a 20 and a... Oh, my God. Meepo's going to die to a flying table. <laughs> Maybe. <sighs> okay, he rolled a 1 and oh, a 3. Jesus. Okay. So that's 4 plus 2. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, 6. That's not so great. And how do you do? He also rolled a 20. <laughs> all, all those rapier misses have been storing up in my dice. So he rolled a 23 plus 0 is 23. <laughs> all right. So Tez and Erky are able to spin out of the way, but they're still hit by some splinters. Poor Meepo takes the brunt in the face uh, of a flying table and takes 11 bludgeoning damage. And you guys take half of that as piercing damage. You know, 11 ain't dead. 11 ain't dead. And now you can see she is angry. Wings are flared and from her nostrils. You can see again that cold steam. You know her breath weapon has recharged. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> you don't need to make an inside check here. The next thing she's going to do when she has the opportunity is blast all of you again. Uh, however, we are at top of the round. Uh, <laughs> this is a, <laughs> isn't a great position to be in. Oh, I guess Arky has to make a, con or a concentration check. Oh, for Blast, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, he's fine. It's a 12 on the die, so. Erky, we must be brave. And uh, Tez will, like, I, I mean... March up is the wrong word for this, right? Like he's he's kind of like like a fencer dancing towards uh mm -hmm. towards Kelsrix, but I, I think he's he's preparing with a with a dagger in one hand and a rapier in the other. Um, I mean, how like she's pretty weak, right? She looks pretty beat up. Yeah, like she's bleeding actively, bleeding from multiple wounds. Basically, you think, like, can you take her out? Yeah, the three of you can take her out. Can you do it before she uses her breath weapon? That's the question. But the three of you go before she goes. Right. All right, so the last thing I said was, Erky, we must be brave. <laughs> and that's canon, so you're locked in. But we must be brave <laughs> in a minute. <laughs> and I grab her. I, I grab uh, Meepo. <laughs> And uh, carry him out the door, <laughs> and Erky follows. <laughs> All right, you run for it. Out the door you came in, right? Uh, yes. Okay, how far do you go? You're moving at half speed because you're carrying Meepo, but you have cutting action. I still have those caltrops, don't I? Mm-hmm. Um, Although, but she also flies. Uh, sure, but will she fly through a door? Probably um, not, right? You are unsure. She could fit. I mean, she can see caltrops, right? Well, sure, sure. But I'm, I'm thinking if she's in an angry rush to, to chase us down, maybe she won't notice. Maybe. Uh, I don't really have the makings of any other great traps here. Something to add to my notebook. <laughs> when, you, 
when you go in on uh, rogue archaeology expeditions, you expect to find traps, but you should also expect to create a few. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I'm going to go through that hallway and mm -hmm. back into, I think it's the, the barracks. I don't exactly remember the, the, or the, yeah, it was a, the guard a, station. a target practice room. Okay, yeah. Like, I want to go to that room um, and basically, like, hide at the entryway, right? Like, so duck around the entryway so that she has to come through the door mm -hmm. uh, where we can kind of set up on both sides. And um, whoever's got an action after that uh, should feed a potion to Meepo. Yeah, you're carrying Meepo and Erky doesn't move quickly. So you'll all need to use all of your movement in order to get to that position. I don't like you. It. You could not get to that position. And use a potion. Or you can beat a retreat around the corner. No, I think getting there is more important. I think we've got enough of a head start on uh, on Calstrix. Yeah, I mean, I'll just plan to give him the potion on the next one. You are moving as quickly as you possibly can, so you're actually making a fair bit of noise. And as Great. soon as you duck around that corner, you hear a bell ring. Perfect. <laughs> uh, so from your vantage point, you can see most of the hallway. There's goblins in the hallway between me and an angry dragon with a breath weapon. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Cool, 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 cool. That's what I call a blade of armor. Three goblins rush out, um, holding a scimitar and shield to see what the, the, the commotion is, um, looking at the three of you. Uh, but then right behind them in the hallway comes a very angry young dragon uh, who just does not seem to care. Uh, that they're in the way, and she uh, lands, makes her way through the, the door, and then takes flight again, sort of like in one smooth motion. And then while she's in the air, out comes that breath weapon. Who's peeking around the corner? Is it you or is it um, Erky to see what's going on? I, I honestly think nobody, right? Like, we're waiting for her to come <laughs> through the door. Right, so you like see the goblins, you hear all of this happen. Yeah. Okay. So I don't even need to keep rolling all of this because <laughs> <laughs> all of those drag, uh, all of those goblins um, are hit full in the face by uh, the breath weapon that only like one of them actually sees coming, and it lets out this scream that is cut short as all of them are frozen in place like statues. She just barrels through them, like sweeping them aside with her wing, and they are smashed into ice cubes against the wall. She doesn't quite close to melee because she remembers that you guys are good there, uh, but she's in the hallway and she's angry, and it's your turn. Uh, so one bookkeeping item. Uh, I realized Meepo probably needed to make a death save. For that, uh, uh, yeah, you're heroic right. Heroic run, mm -hmm. which was a two. Cool. Okay. <laughs> so he's been here before. Yes. <laughs> Tez, Meepo, Erky, in that order. 
you have a potion, you have an angry dragon. Lots lots of options. Um I think I think Tez readies readies an action for when she comes through the doorway. Mm-hmm. I might not be able to set up a trap, but I am clever and I need to remember that. Just write a note. Be clever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so I carry, I have, a, <laughs> for some reason, have a bunch of torches. <laughs> Why not? Uh, they, they come in, hey, look, they come in the dungeon pack, okay? Even if you have dark vision. <laughs> I, I'm just going to like kind of cast aside two torches from my, from my pack. So not immediately next to the door, but not really like in any kind of intentional way, just to make noise in the room that's distant, mm-hmm. right? To lure her in. And then I'm going to ready my action to... You know, just attack her with a rapier as soon as she comes through. Um, I guess Meepo will make a death <laughs> just save. die. I guess <laughs> three. Wow, oh, good she's literally on death's doorstep. All right, that's two death saving throw failures, which means mm-hmm. one more, and he's dead, dead. And if he takes any damage, that's a death. That's a failed death save, and he dies. Correct. Cool. Now the question is, Erky's turn. Does Ricky stabilize him <laughs> or actually give him that potion I planned? I think I'll give him the potion. So okay. Uh, 2d4 plus 2, right? Yeah. And wipes away the failed death saves. So a 3, 2, plus 2 is 7. Once again, back at full hit points. But that makes it Kalsrix's turn. She comes around the corner. You're ready to action triggers. Still a bless up. Oh, I still have bless up. Okay. Okay, good. <laughs> I, like, I don't remember if 11 plus 5 made it, but 11 <laughs> plus 3 plus 5 definitely makes it. <laughs> 19. That does make it, and that's a really good thing, but you need to roll damage because she comes around the corner and you can see in her throat is icy hail. Another breath weapon? Really? Another breath weapon. Damage is good. 13 plus 3 is uh, 16 damage with my rapier. And I have sneak attack because she's adjacent to an ally. (laughs) 16 is a lot, and 16 is going to do it. Tell us how you knock out the dragon as the breath weapon dies in her throat. I stab her through the the flank as she comes to the door before she can get positioned. And, uh, And with the, like... Um, I have like one of those like fancy, uh, fancy like hand guards mm-hmm. on my rapier, mm-hmm. right? The the kind that's good for punching, and so it's just like kind of a quick motion of just like the the tip of the blade goes in, and then almost as quickly as it went in, uh, it's a it's a punch to the throat, <laughs> just like takes the wind out of her, and uh, literally and I'm able to like subdue her, yeah. <laughs> With all of that hemp and rope. <laughs> Tell me what 100 feet of hemp and rope can do to a dragon, please. <laughs> so she tumbles to the ground, actually sort of slides a little bit because of all her momentum, um, ends up in the corner of that hallway, and uh, some chunks of hail fall out of her mouth, and she lies there motionless, but still breathing. Uh, you made a lot of noise, mm-hmm. so give me a perception check. Love and bless. Loving bless. Uh, 14 plus 4 is 18. You don't hear any commotion. The only goblins that you've come across thus far are the ones who are now ice cubes. Poor little guys, never had a chance. So right now, you've got an unconscious dragon that 
you need to tie up and haul back. You also have the remainders of what was the a small horde back in that room. Um, she didn't take my offer. I don't really care about the horde. Yeah, can I quickly appraise them? Well, so you yeah. you did though put out you put your peridot, uh and oh that's true the uh, the dwarven flask which was I think all told about 110 gold. Okay, Erky, Meepo, tie her up <laughs> securely. I'll be right back. All right, uh, give me a stealth check. <laughs> can I make a sprint check instead? <laughs> Just do it fast. <laughs> Go for <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Cunning actions, sure. Um, yeah. All right, so you dive into the the place is like even more destroyed than it was before. Like there's there's not even cover anymore because that table is splinters and everything else has been smashed or frozen. Uh, however, obviously she's a dragon. She was gathering it all into one pile for her horde, so it's all mm-hmm. still right there. And you can you know exactly how many gems you had placed, right? So yep. you can grab them all. Here's what you find in addition to your dwarven flask uh, and the six peridot is a dragon-shaped jade figurine, which you assume must have been somewhere in this facility, worth 20 gold pieces. I'm just going to convert that to gold in my mind right now. Yeah, a crystal goblet worth five. Also gold in my mind right now. (laughs) A a roll of fine silverware worth 24 gold pieces. That's a lot of silver. A lot of silver, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And... Perhaps most interesting to Tez is a sealed scroll case carved of bone with an inscription. You you don't speak Dwarvish, right? I do. I do. I speak Draconic, Dwarvish, Elvish, Giant, and Thieves Camp. All right. There are runes on it in Dwarvish that spell out the word Kundrakar. Kundrakar. And I'll just tell you this right now. You'll obviously you know take a look at it later. You're not doing it right now because you're running out of here. Right, right. Uh, so when you do open it, there's an old parchment inside. Age and water damage have destroyed most of it, but there is a short mes- message in Dwarvish, reading, Valushti. The remaining few, by order of Dragged in the Black, we have created a secret Dwarven redoubt. None shall find us. However, and then the rest of the uh, message is lost. Interesting. Doesn't make a lot of sense to you, uh, but you're pretty sure you could sell this for a fair bit to dwarves who'd be interested, or of course, it could go to a museum. Um, but you can also sell it for money. Yeah, well, that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> or take it back to Morgrave uh, for some renown. I mean, I think that's actually what I'm gonna right, do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, which is the equivalent of sell for money uh, when you're in the rogue archaeology program. <laughs> It's all the same. It's all the same. I, I buy things on credit, which is basically just reputation. Right. All right. So they have, <laughs> they've done a, a decent job of tying up a dragon, but you know what? She's unconscious and all you really need to do is drag her. Yep. And we're going to start dragging that dragon. All right. Uh, we'll cut to the chase and you make it because you've cleared the way of all obstacles between here and the kobolds. I've also cleared the way of all enticing trap doors. <laughs> Uh, and the skeletons behind them. Uh, well, actually, there is one more door with three skeletons behind it. Okay, don't tempt me with that. <laughs> Not yet. Uh, and there's another door uh, that is very locked. Although, speaking of, you eventually 
like you're uh, dragging a, a broken sled, get the unconscious form of Calstrix back into the room with the dragon throne with Ustrail. And you can see, you know, you're passing kobold guards uh, as you're doing this, and they're actually sort of like speaking in um, hushed yips. Uh, they look both a little scared um, and a little impressed. And you deposit the body of Calstrix before the throne. I suggest you all leave. Uh, you say to like the assembled kobolds? Yes. Mm. You may be able to, to contain her for months, maybe even a year or two, but she will grow too powerful and, and she will come and, and either destroy you or dominate you. Uh, you, you, will, you will lose what you have assembled and gathered here. You will lose yourselves. She's a greedy and evil creature. She had already begun subjugating the goblins and refused to come willingly. So, Eustrail, are you trying to convince them, or are you just you just saying this? I'm just saying this. Okay. I don't really care. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Cobalt's gonna worship a dragon and die. I mean, that's like that's what they do. Cobalt's gonna gonna minion. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you can see Eustrail sort of like looks down her nose at you, like you're a coward. <laughs> oh yeah, I have a very smug smirk as she looks looks that way at me when I have a dragon and she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you giving her back? Cause I'm, I'm giving her, yeah, no, I'm giving her Calstrix, <laughs> but like, I'm also kind of giving it to her. And this is, you know, when I, when I write this in my journal, um, you know, cause obviously I've got to keep pretty exhaustive notes in order to use this for my senior thesis. Um, like I kind of gloss over the fact that I've doomed these kobolds to like death you know like it's, it's it's probably morally questionable at the university um and i'm sure they're you know they're not real great on like not being like non-cultural appropriation and like respecting the wishes of the of the local populace and those kind of things i am sure that there's at least one section of the department that has like a prime directive outlook where it's like don't uh, don't influence them in any way if they want to do that you let them do that yeah, I'm sure there is, and I'm sure there's plenty of others that are like. <laughs> anyway, what I'm saying is that University of Morgrave or Morgrave University is not exactly the most progressive place in the world, but it is a great rogue archaeology department. <laughs> if you want to be rich, <laughs> sociology, mm. right? <laughs> Anthropology, meh. Uh, so yeah, she sort of looks down her snout at you, um, and says. We, what we do is none of your concern, but I am impressed that you have returned Galsuks to us. And she looks at Meepo. Something that he was unable to do. Yeah, on the contrary. Meepo is the reason that we are able to, I mean, Meepo didn't carry Calstricks, but Meepo is the reason that we were able to uh, subdue her in the first place. Sort of snort. You, you disgrace Meepo with the way that you treat him. His his heart is made of stone. Adorable. Uh, she sort of snort laughs at this. Um, she waves a, uh, a like a clawed hand dismissively and says, "Then keep him if you wish. Take him off my hands." Uh, I look at Meepo and shrug, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he uh, nods his head enthusiastically. 
Uh, it seems to be the first time that uh, someone actually expressed an interest in spending more time with him. Oh, this is, don't make him so tragic. <laughs> he only has seven hit points, man. I can't get attached. <laughs> He's very brave. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Uh, you promised a reward, Queen Ustrail, and I am only here to collect it. She nods and says, yes, that was our agreement. So uh, she stands up on the throne. You can see she's she is very tall for a kobold. She's like four feet tall. Mm. Uh, towers over the others. Um, and then motions to uh, the altar next to her throne, which has several items on it. And she says, you may choose two. Uh, there is... Well, I'll just tell you now, because if you ask Meepo, he could, he could basically sort of like describe them to you, but... You know, to keep this short and sweet, uh, there's a Qual's Feather Token tree, mm-hmm. uh, three spell scrolls, which are Mage Armor, Spider Climb, and Knock, and a flask that has three doses of Elixir of Health. There's also, uh, clutched in the stone dragon's mouth, a key that you are 100% sure goes to that locked door that you are unable to open. Okay, so definitely taking the key. Uh, Elixir of Health. Talk to me about that. Uh, that is a lesser restoration spell. So three doses of lesser restoration. Oh, well, <laughs> day late and a dollar short, huh? Ugh. Okay. And sorry, what was the first item? Qual's Feather Token, tree, and then three different spell scrolls. Each count as a different item. Mage Armor, Spider Climb, Knock. Meepo can cast all three of those. I don't know what Qual's Feather Token actually does. Uh, you drop it on the ground, and it, it instantly turns into a tree. But it's a, it's a single-use item. Is that useful? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's as useful as you want to make it. Yeah. Uh, so Meepo tugs on uh, your sleeve and then whispers to you, Eustrael also desires gold. Meepo thinks she will sell the key. And then, and then choose another reward. Hmm. If you wanted three things. What if I want zero things? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not true. I want that key. Mm, okay. You know, I'm interested in this Qual's Feather Token tree. Mm-hmm. Um, just because the ability to create a tree anywhere seems like a fun little thing to do. Your Highness, I am. Uh, I find myself weighed down with, uh, with the burden of this treasure that I've accumulated from my travels. What say we make a deal whereby perhaps you keep some of these shiny baubles and I take that key off your hand? So above the table, do you you do want two of the items or or Yeah, yeah, I think I'll take two items. Okay. I, I'm just I'm Right, right. Yeah. Just want to make sure I'm not giving you something things you don't want. Useful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um yeah, so she she says, "Hmm." Um, and she can, I mean, she can see that you've actually amassed like kind of a, a jingly sack of baubles and, and, uh, silverware. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. She's going to get all that silverware, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which she does seem excited about. So she, uh, she offers to sell you the key for 50 gold pieces and will give you two items in addition as a reward. I don't know. I mean, 50 gold. What could really be behind that door? Probably nothing really that valuable. It's You're driving kind of a hard bargain here. Kind of not even curious to find out what's behind there. I mean, there's probably 30 gold worth behind there. I guess we could do 30. Give me a persuasion. Mm, 
it's an average persuasion, but I'm good at persuasion. 10 plus 7 is 17 and no more bless, right? Bless is long gone. Bless yeah. is long gone. <laughs> uh, 17, she'll do it for 40. All right. I'll take the risk. Done. All right. You are now in the possession of the, dra- the dragon key, a qual's feather token, tree, and three doses of elixir of health. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because it's either the Elixir of Health or Spider Climb is kind of where I'm at. I mean, Elixir mm-hmm. of Health is three uses of Lesser Restoration. Which previously cost you 125 gold. Right. And I've been poisoned and diseased in this dungeon. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking that. Okay. okay. Uh, is that, that an actual item in here? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, sweet. Oh, good. So I just took the two things that were <laughs> rare items. <laughs> Great. <laughs> You do also recall that she, when you came back here trying to demand uh, a cleric, she said that if you brought the dragon back, she would offer aid against the goblins, if that's something you were interested in. Uh, yes, let's let's discuss the terms of our uh, budding war against the goblins. Uh, so she perks up a little bit. We do not want to make a frontal assault, for their numbers are great. And she motions toward the, a door that you passed previously that has two, um, like, well-armored kobolds standing outside it, not guarding what's inside it, but guarding against it, and says, this this path leads directly to the, the goblin stronghold. Uh, it is far too dangerous uh, a way, and we will, we will not open it, but... And then she motions uh, to the other side to uh, a room that you haven't been in before and says, but we do have some goblin prisoners who you may find useful. Perhaps for information or ransom. Mm. We have spent too long with them for them to trust us, but perhaps you will have better luck. Interesting. Um, I have an above-the-table question. Um, Do I know how to get into the next level of the dungeon? Does it go through the goblins? You don't know. You would... You would guess, so people have said that there is the Twilight Grove below, which is where the Druid is. Uh, Erky has told you that that is where the humans that you are trying to rescue were sent. Right. Um, but, but we they, don't have a we As don't far have a as you know, that yet. path leads through the goblins, yes. Okay, got it. Okay, so I do have to go through the goblins regardless. Uh, right. And That's not a detour. Of, right. And in terms of your exploration, all paths so far lead, lead to goblin territory. Then yes, I appreciate this. I will talk shop with your goblin prisoners and we'll find out what happens next next time all right do you hear that ishan that's the jingly jangly sound of keys to a jail cell which we've heard a lot recently (laughs) let's talk about how our listeners could get in contact with us we do love hearing from you you can tweet at Shane at Mundangerous. That's M-U-N Dangerous. And you can tweet at Ishan at Evil Sans Carne. That's Malice minus Meat. And you can tweet at the show at TPT Cast. You can also email us at TotalPartyThrill at gmail.com. And you can find us on the web at www.TotalPartyThrill.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at TotalPartyThrill. And join the conversation on Discord. There's a link in the show notes. And before we wrap up, we want to take a moment and thank our Patreon supporters. Your support is what makes it possible for us to keep doing this show. So if you'd like to learn more, you can check out all our rewards at patreon.com slash totalpartythrill. All right, so what do we have planned for next week's episode? We are continuing this playthrough of Sunless Citadel. 
Well, that's it for Actual Play Episode 7 of Total Party Thrill. I hope we lived up to our name, but either way, I'm Shane. And I'm Ishan. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.